1: Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 105th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast, a show where a small contingent of Australians talk a whole lot of video games and a whole lot more nonsense. I'm not so humble as Brenda White, find me everywhere at Brendan8Bit. Join today one of my usual partners in crime, Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart. And joining us for the first time in a more formal capacity, John O'Peck can be found at John himself. He is the host of Putting in Work. He is the author of The Spy and the Maven, rated five out of five stars on Amazon and available for the low, low price under $17 Australian. He's also the co-host of Split Screen, which is part of Generation Play. Welcome, you pair of sexy legends to the Hungry Gamers 105 episode. How are you doing?
2: I'm well. I'm well ah. with after that intro, I don't know what to say. Thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> I, I feel so small. <laughs>
1: I, I need to take a nap. I'm actually exhausted after that. I sort of had a few little notes, but then I'm like, I'm just going to freestyle it. It seems to be sort of my, my forte. I you know don't it. think I butchered anything. So, one I, point to me after a long week.
2: You got my name right, so that's the most important thing.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is, is there that's any true. unusual pronunciations of, of your word, of your name, sorry, of that my you've word. heard over the years? Of your word? Oh,
2: yeah. Like, every time I talk to an American... <laughs> pretty much jono jono like jonah i get sometimes and you know they they don't know the name it's like they don't recognize it as a name over there it's it's like Mm. a a new thing it's like if you go to a a new country and the indigenous names you have no idea how to pronounce them
1: Mm -hmm. but everyone
2: there they're like oh it's like you you go to new zealand or like america and the, the indian and the maori names they're like obviously that's how you say it but
1: yeah, I, I certainly blame Trump for this. Um, <laughs> he's no doubt to blame for the bastardization of your your sacred name, you know, names of power and the fact that they don't take the time to uh work that out before opening their uneducated mouths is just a shame. So shame on you Americans, get it right. John O'Peck. That's it. I was gonna say the middle name, that's but I don't know it and I didn't want to make it up because the middle name <laughs> is key. You can share it now if you'd like though. No,
2: that's Andrew. It's Andrew. Hey. It's a it's a nice Hebrew middle name, but the, mm-hmm. I have to say, on on behalf of the listeners, which I am one dedicated listener of this show, is Salim okay? Because it's been a few weeks. I don't want anyone tuning in disappointed that he's not here again. He's okay, right?
1: Um, as I think, as good as he can be. Um, <laughs> Ali and I He's down and, on and... some
0: bad spaghetti.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's still still moping about because of that spaghetti. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm he's, he's get doing in trouble good. Bringing like, that up again. Yeah, we uh we we united the the trio on Monday evening for a, a nice dinner in uh oh. in Sydney. Oh. Um, he looked nice. He looked sprightly. He was well dressed. Um, probably too well dressed for us actually. So maybe that's the reason he's. Mixon and, you know, grease and palms of some, some high rollers these days. He just forgot it about the humble beginnings here at The Hungry Gamers. So, Dream?
0: He's off being Don Draper.
1: Mm, yeah. 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 Cigarettes. Well, at
2: least with Salim away, I'm replacing his, like, voice register on this show. Because, you know, Nato, he's a great addition to the show, but you know, he's, he's a bit more high-pitched, and I can kind of mm-hmm. bring that Salim baritone, hopefully, to The Hungry Gamers. Keep the... Keep the the vibrations similar at least.
1: Just, just putting you on the Nado spot. I love that NATO
0: brings a high pitch, not me.
1: <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> it, I know it's, it's true. It's very true. NATO's like a a hairless Pokemon. Um, he is he's something something. A ride right, even. Stripperino or something they might call him over there in WA. Who knows? Um, Scarfazord. Who knows? But um, nah, if,
2: if he was a Pokemon, his name would be yeah. stuff like that because Pokemon always say their, their own name. <laughs> and he always, he always says,
1: and stuff like that
0: that. <laughs> is that a hungry Jacks?
1: Yeah, that is oh, phenomenal. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to get us all actually redrawn and cast as Pokemon characters. Maybe that's the next endeavour mm. to uh, to jump on. But um, I digress. Uh, we are here for the hundred and fifth time. Um, Jono, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. As I let in with, you are doing a whole host of things. Um, mm. Any Anything you wanted to talk about in greater detail here before we sort of dive down our usual rabbit hole of an agenda? Or <sighs> do you want to just uh, tell us about what you've been playing? The yeah, floor is yours, I, good sir.
2: I guess I would just say listen to putting In Work if you're not already because I feel like it's been really good lately. I'm on a pretty hot streak with some guests, which is great. I had Andrea Renee from What's Good Games last oh. week. And uh, Anthony Ingruber this week, which was one of my more favorite interviews that I've done. And he's the voice of the Joker in in Telltale's Batman, which was an amazing performance. I really I think it's up there with some of the best Joker performances. Uh, and next week, another amazing guest. I won't spoil it yet because I like to keep it a surprise, but I think Damn you'll it. be very happy. And maybe I'll tell you after we finish recording.
1: <laughs> okay, and we will not leak it to the social media press afterwards. We'll, <laughs> we'll be respectful enough to wait till it... Uh... Has spoken or tweeted from the the thumbs of Jono himself, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I yeah, will Pavarazzo. admit your, your show has been on a roll. Um, the Andrea Renee episodes, one of my favourites, I think, out of the entire you know host of uh, guests that you've you've interviewed over the last year or so. Thanks, um, man.
0: She's so lovely.
1: She's great. Yeah. Yeah. She, she is, and she's just got such a unique take and um, you know a very diverse diverse sort of background that got her into the games industry and you know, a whole host of roles that I think a lot of people aspire to or are trying to get into. And I think there was a lot of, um, a lot of substance that can be taken out of that one. Even the, I listened to the Nick Scarpino one today. For some reason I missed that, um, (laughs) when it dropped a few weeks back and and that was a really, really insightful, uh, episode as well.
2: Yeah. Thanks man. It's, um, they're, they're two very different people, but you know, the theme's, always, <laughs> the theme's always about hard work and I think that's mm-hmm. that's going to be present with anyone who's at that level of success. You know, you don't get there by accident, that's for sure.
1: Have you... i got to ask because the more I listen to the show and sort of dial in, especially if I'm not sort of distracted and I'm just sort of giving it, you know, 100% um, attention, the amount of times that your guests use the term putting in work, have you been grabbing and <laughs> like collecting all those sound bites to do like a massive big sort of bump a reel of them
2: that would be cool but no i haven't that that doesn't happen as often as i hope really to be honest i think some of them Mm. don't know the name of the show (laughs) Mm. but i I, I remember andrea specifically said putting in blood sweat and tears and i was like "Ah, so close andrea i could have used that that's all right
1: splice it (laughs) she said work a fair few other times in there and just merge them together the joys of editing
2: that's it you know
1: we'll
0: it. just make a really grim, gruesome uh, side podcast called <laughs> "Putting in Blood, Sweat, and Tears."
2: Side, yeah. side, side project. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're out of sides <laughs> to have projects on. You've got that many things going on. Um, True. I know. know you're you're a very I've got more in. ideas. I've got, I got too time. many
2: ideas. Mm. Not enough time. No. I'm also, writing another book, which you know, it takes up a lot of time.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, this I, don't, guy. I don't know how you look so sprightly considering probably the lack of sleep that you regularly run off because of all these bloody side projects and real life and, and the partner and everything else included. Like I, 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 you know, get a good 10 hours on a good day sometimes and I still look <laughs> like a warmed up turd. Like it's...
2: <laughs> I'm like a, yeah, I'm, I'm a seven hour a night guy consistently. Mm. That's, that's all I need. It's I got yeah. the... Only 10 hours. I got the joy of the Lord inside my heart and that just keeps me going.
1: Mm, see i've got <laughs> I, I usually get about five to six hours and i wake up and i function well but i just look like ass um so it's sort of the trade-off like I've, I've got this sort of low voltage power consumption going on that just hums me along through the day but i just look like a beaten favorite but mm. we get there we get store
2: there. some energy inside your beard it's like a, a source mm-hmm. of, of power i think that yeah keeps you going a couple of nine,
1: nine volt ones in there and it's yeah. sort of like this, um almost like taste buds in there so I can sort of like move around and it jolts me like you do it on your tongue. I never
2: Which tried that. Which I don't that. recommend
1: doing. It sucks. Yeah. Sure? I
2: was always too scared to try that.
1: Mm. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> but so you what know you... what is good, people? What have you
2: guys been playing?
1: You ruined my segue. I was going to lead right into that with a... You know what is good, this people? This is what happens when you have two high video games. <laughs> games.
2: Sorry. I just naturally like try and move things along. No, <laughs> go on, go, go Actually, back. Yeah, this is
0: not the podcast to be on for that. Go back to the segue. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: tell me, tell me what is good, Brendan? What's good?
1: Uh, well, um, your tact or lack thereof, I think, with with this uh, joint hosting gig today. But um, no, in all seriousness, <laughs> life is good. Um, I haven't been playing much, to be completely honest. I moved house over the weekend, um, which. Dang. It's not a, a fun endeavor. No. It is not a game. Um, if it is, it felt like I was playing Dark Souls on its hardest difficulty and all I had was a chicken drumstick as a weapon. Like, it was, it was a battle. And, There's a bit um, of Tetris involved, isn't there? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And include the variables of a very clingy, noisy pug and an even clingier, noisy four-year-old. And it's a recipe for disaster. Like... Um, I've never really thought about hurting children too much, but it certainly crossed my mind a few times um, during this oh. move. I doesn't
2: listen.
1: Oh no, she, she was right there with me. Like she was this she was, was peeking. Fucking um,
0: recording, and then we uploaded them to the internet, and then it becomes evidence. <laughs>
1: DHS got to use a phone book. <laughs> oh. Leaves no bruises. Oh. Just kidding. I I love the little guy, Keep but she um, got
0: dark. Bye
1: but it is yeah it was a tough slog like it feels great now um especially i was in sydney for a few days this week for work and coming home and sort of coming into this new fresh house and it, like you know plenty of room and all that stuff set up and it's you know very homely and relaxing that was great but just getting from point a to point b was a whole whole big long painful endeavor yeah, try and move as little fun? as possible, I think, is the mm. is the main message I'm trying to convey here. That's wise. Um, mm. But outside of that, I've just been playing a bit of Fortnite. Played a bit of Fortnite Mobile while I was away. Um, played a bit of WWE Supercard. Quick update. Still no more sense spent Ugh. since the last time. I am clean <laughs> of the WWE Supercard running through my veins. It is just all sunshine and rainbows here, and I'm just poning noobs in the ring the natural way now. And it no chance
2: great. of relapse?
1: No, no. Unless like some, I guess, super mega awesome card that you can only get, maybe. But at this stage, my uh, my super card deck is pretty impressive.
0: Who's your best guy?
1: Um, it is now Roman Reigns. It used to be Samoa Joe, but I've um, combined two really powerful Rain. Roman Reigns and leveled them up, and now he's my strongest guy. Yeah, believe that.
2: This sounds like like the NBA. Is it similar to the NBA Two K card game that comes out every year?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. very similar to that, yeah.
2: Okay, I never spent money yeah. on that, but I did spend many, many, many hours on it for a couple of years.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. So, and it, it's, you know, it's it's not the best game in the world, obviously, as far as <laughs> smartphone games go, but, like, it's just a good distraction because you don't have to give it its complete attention. Like, you can sort of just be sitting there tapping away, oh yeah, like, hey, what's going on, and then talking. Like, it's just a good time killer in between things.
2: Definitely. Great, toi- game. great toilet game. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. So what about yourselves? Jono, what have you been playing?
2: I've been playing a little bit. Uh, I have did a review for Generation Play for Tacoma, the PS4 version or the port, which was uh, pretty cool. I enjoyed that. I don't know if you guys had a chance to play it on PC or I don't know if it was on Xbox, but it came out last year in August and that's the, the Gone Home uh, guys, Fulbright, Steve Gaynor. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, really enjoyed it. It's a It's a great kind of more controlled linear story than going home it's not as widespread like you don't have to piece things together quite as much which depending Mm -hmm. on on what you felt about going home is neither good nor bad i think in in and of itself but yeah really cool environment and just the way that you can recreate the stories through the fast forward and and rewind of the it's kind of like a a new way of doing audio diaries which is pretty cool Mm. Um, yeah because
1: they do the, the like the ar like Mm. Um, I don't know what the device is called that she uses in. I haven't finished Tacoma still. I've only played it for maybe an hour or so and actually played it on the Xbox, funnily oh, enough. Yeah. It, I think it dropped simultaneously when they yeah. ported it for the PlayStation 4 as well. Um,
2: okay. But yeah,
1: I need to finish it. Uh, Gone Home was great. And so and I was enjoying where I got to with Tacoma, but I'm still so early in the piece.
2: Yeah, it's only probably t- two or three hours with if you don't muck around too much, so you're probably a fair way into it. Um, mm. But a, apart from that, <laughs> I, I started playing Reverie today, which is, I don't know if you know about this game, it's an indie from New Zealand, made by four guys. Oh. It looks like, kind of like, it's like Pokemon-style graphics, the original one, but in colour, and it's got some of those Earthbound vibes, and it's, it's set in New Zealand, there's a lot of, like, Kiwi humour, which is very similar to Aussie humour, and... It's just yeah, really fun and and quirky and uh, there's like the the Kiwi history in like terms of the Maori folklore and that kind of thing, which is cool, Ooh. weaved in there. And the gameplay itself is a lot like the original Legend of Zelda. It's an adventure action kind of um, game where you get uh, weapons and go through dungeons and that kind of thing. So yeah, I've only played a little bit, but I'm enjoying that a lot.
1: Mm, I've i actually seen a bit of chatter of that over the like on the Twitter sphere over the last yeah. few days. There's been been some really positive sort of uh, messages and feedback on it so far. I think the Metacritic review scores are coming in and they're all pretty pretty good as well. Um, yeah. it's it's nice to see local local devs getting their sort of time in the spotlight. And I think the fact that they have dropped it on sort of a major platform instead of just going you know smartphone or even just sneaking yeah. it on Steam into the void will certainly help it as well.
2: That's right. Yeah. It's on, I know um, Tom Marshall played it on Vita. I'm playing on PS4 now. Um, I actually got onto it because they were looking, they're actively looking for streamers and influencers and that kind of thing to promote it because it's just released in North America. So I just reached Mm -hmm. out and said, hey, I'll do this putting in work podcast and I'd love to talk to you. And so I'll get one of those guys on the show at some stage to talk about making a game with three other people, which would be pretty interesting, I think.
1: Definitely, definitely, and I like that they are angling for a, a physical release as well down the line. Um, yeah, which, which I think is pretty cool. They want to do like some physical, um, you know, goodies attached to it, like um, maps and soundtracks and things, mm. uh, which is pretty cool. I, and I it, like it. So, um,
2: if you get onto their, their Twitter, it's Rainbright. I think it's called B R I T E, and they're actively getting into Twitch streams of the game and chatting with people playing it, like without telling them that they're oh. the devs,
1: which is pretty funny. That's awesome. Yeah. That way, you're going to get oh like they're going to get genuine, honest, constructive criticism and feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if, if, a, if a developer of a game came into a stream I was in and, and let off with, Hey, I, I made this game, you'd be very, <laughs> very gun shy for the most part, I think, to give that honest, unfiltered opinion. Yeah. Like, obviously, you, you'll always yeah. be truthful, but I think you'd probably hold back, especially if it was not so good.
2: Definitely. But this um, game's rain
1: bite rain bite, yeah, sorry, bites yes sorry bites not bright, yeah.
2: Yeah. thanks bite for no corrections necessary listeners
1: mhm <laughs> exactly <The dinosaurs. laughs> did you say yeah <laughs> <laughs> A- anything else you want to you want to tell us about what you've been playing or uh,
2: i have played about an hour of detroit i think i can say that now uh, we can say that we have the game we just can't give any impressions uh, mm. as of the time this is out, and based on uh, I can't you know you're not allowed to say much, but I will say based on the demo that I played at PAX last year and the demo that's out for everyone to play, I'm really excited about this game. Um, I think it's gonna come down to the story. the the, uh, the appearance of this game is so impressive, like the facial expressions and everything. They have a really great chance to tell such an immersive and uh, just yeah just like emotional story because of that so it's it's definitely going to come down to whether they've written a uh, captivating narrative i think so we'll see what happens
1: Hmm. yeah i i didn't play the most recent demo i played it at e3 jesus when was that now nearly 12 months ago Um, so there's a lot more polish from what i've seen just from some people that did like a bit of a live stream of the demo or i've just sort of watched a bit of youtube footage and as you said, the, the the graphical fidelity and the, the sort of attention to detail on the facial animations has certainly improved since yeah. sort of that first pass that I saw from, I guess, the, the tech demo um, in LA last year. But the hype surrounding this game, like they are promoting this um, almost more than God of War, to be honest. Um, like I, I went and watched uh, Deadpool 2 today and there was three wow. separate trailers for Detroit Become Human in it alone.
0: Hmm. Three?
1: Three, that's obviously a from much. three different character perspectives okay. and are only, you know, maybe 20 second bites um, oh. but yeah, it was they did one, one trailer, then there was like a film trailer for, you know, Jurassic World or whatever the heck, the next new ones, and then it was another and then another <laughs> film trailer and then another piece um, and yeah it's everywhere, it's on the telly um, I'm seeing it in like bus stations and on digital signage, uh, it seems to be a whole a lot more lot of, of a ads push. During Twitch. Mm. yeah, yeah mm.
2: interesting
0: I'm super excited for this game cuz I'm a massive fan of like Heavy Rain. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, like I have high hopes for this one. I didn't play the one that was after that with um Page, what's her Ellen name? Ellen Page uh,
1: in um Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. Is
0: that, was that what that was called? Um yeah.
1: I played that. So,
0: cuz like did you? Yeah. It's
2: it's, it's 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 one of those games that tries to do a lot of things that maybe it shouldn't have, been have- tried to do if that mm. makes sense like
0: release a naked skin um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like heavy rain is like was just amazing to me like i felt like it was for its time pretty hmm. decent graphics really immersive story and i loved the way that you had to kind of keep going and the replayability of the game yeah. because of all the multi timeline storyline kind of thing Definitely. so i'm really looking forward to this one
2: yeah the player agency in that game was was really great i think and the sense that if something bad happened, that was it. You couldn't go back. And the game just kept going. Like, it doesn't matter if you died. It doesn't matter if, you know, you chopped your finger off or whatever. It's like, game just keeps Ah, going. (laughs) Either either reload or you you play the whole game again. Keep
0: going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of uh, moral decision making as well. Like it was good. Hmm. It was really good. People should go back.
2: Yeah, I I and I'm a big fan of like Telltale games and stuff, but I feel like even they don't always have the consequences that Heavy Rain did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't think of many other games that sort of have such a pendulum effect on some of those those decisions you make. Like, a lot of games, they make you feel like the decision you're about to make has a massive ripple effect or yep. it's going to tilt the tilt the story one way or another, but not many of them execute it like outside of the stuff that Quantic Dream do maybe Mm. some of the Mass Effect games come close to it to a degree for me just from sort of my own experience in games but outside of that I don't know yeah
2: there's like Life is Strange and I guess there's a few games in that vein but you're right like sometimes it's just the sense that you're making a big decision is like enough to suck you in and feel like it's it's, um, an experience that's worth remembering but Yeah, that the reality as you reflect can be a little disappointing when you realise. Oh, that just means that that character's mad at me now instead of actual Mm. consequences. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) There's certainly an art to it, um, like where where you can have that kind of weight on those decisions and the player be fully aware of said weight. Like, Mm. and I love that. More games should have that. I love being. Feeling like I'm torn apart by a potential decision or lack thereof in a game. I think it's, I think it's almost like the height of storytelling in video games. So I want more people to do it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I want to regret my decisions. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't ever, like, need a video game for that.
2: <laughs> have you ever reloaded a save <laughs> life. because you didn't like the decision you made?
0: Oh, I think with that one, I I probably I think I did it the first time around where something very specifically happened in heavy rain where I'm like, oh no, yeah. and then I did go back. But then after like playing it for like the fourth time or third time, I guess I was just like, no, nope, got to go with it. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I've...
0: like I can't believe that you, there, yeah, Some of the things that happens and the game keeps on continuing. It's like really, <laughs> really like the game's just okay. Yeah,
2: you can literally like kill every playable character and then the game just like <laughs> has like a cutscene that ends it and you're like oh yeah. well there's one way to finish the game <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah now the the only game i can think of where i've actively rolled back a previous save like that because i was unhappy would have been in until dawn when i was trying to get a perfectly oh, clean yeah. run. that's um, a
2: really good example of those oh. kinds of yeah until dawn's awesome i can't wait to see what those guys are doing next
1: Hopefully something good because they're doing all this PSVR stuff mm. and it is just shit. It is yeah, so bad. Yeah, they released
0: that asylum thing, right?
1: Yeah, the first half of um, the inpatient was phenomenal, and then the second half was just a dumpster fire. Mm. Mm. And then they did what was the shooting game they did as well? Because I don't know why Supermassive have just gone down this PSVR route instead was it of the, just making
2: the roller coaster kind of one.
1: Nah, Russia Blood was good too. Um, it was after the inpatient or around the same time I don't know but it was mm. it was very bad just just make uh, I, Until Dawn sequels yeah, and prequels forever I'd be fine with
2: I'd be fine with them just doing Until Dawn 2 completely different story mm-hmm. but the same concept and come up with something new
1: it, it would be great. perfect Until it, Dawn was mm. so good such a sleeper hit
2: yeah I, I just love that theme of like we just have to stay alive until dawn you know let's just mm. not die <laughs>
0: Yeah. But I also loved the, when they threw in that concept of being able to see possible, uh,
2: like, yeah, scenarios. you know,
0: futures. Yeah. Yeah. And I also... And I'm a big fan of, like, hidden movie kind of horror where, like, you know, you find pieces of movies and stuff like that, and then they had that sequence where it was that story unfolding about those creatures. Mm-hmm. Or the Wendigo. Winnebagoes, Yeah. Winnebago's. Winnebagoes, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> The big recreational vehicles. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, more games like that.
1: Yeah, um, let's see. Yeah. Until Dawn is such an underrated game. It's it's one of the best games on PlayStation um, or at least on the PlayStation 4 still for me. I love it so much.
2: Yeah, it's one of the only uh, PlayStation exclusives I can think of that's not similar to everything else like the third third person action adventure, you know, which is is my favorite type of game probably, so I'm not complaining, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've definitely got a, a pretty set formula and Until Dawn definitely bucks that trend
2: it's working mm.
1: Mm. moving on yeah. to you Allie and Bucking Trends I see there's no Minecraft listed here this week <laughs> you've been playing something new
0: yeah well newish um, I was playing this game it's called Emily's Away 2 oh my um, gosh they they released Emily's Away um, some years back I think it was and I think it was even a free game it was like you know donate if you feel mm. so kind but um, I think it
2: was three you know, three was or four free... years ago
0: yeah and the whole uh, the whole concept is is that it's just an AIM so oh is it meant M- to be AOL A- A-O- I think AOL, it's to be
1: AOL yeah, mm. yeah. Or MSN Messenger um, for, the for the Aussies here because we, yeah. we didn't really get into AOL did we for instant messaging I did really
0: I was in AOL chat yeah so that was very familiar you just to want me. to be
1: American don't you
0: <laughs> always always uh, where's my gun um <laughs> so I actually I never got to play the first one. friends gone Um, I never got to play the first one I actually watched the kind of funny boys play it, best person to play it too which was Tim Gettys Mm -hmm. Um, and I loved how like true to the time it was, like and exactly like all the little elements that it brought up so I thought okay, Emily is away too I'll buy it and I'll play it and I won't watch anything beforehand and gosh, it just it just encapsulates high school perfectly for me and it hit too close to home sometimes like really really too close to home like like some of the like conversations like obviously not talking about going to college because hey this girl is uneducated um (laughs) but like (laughs) but (laughs) just like the kind of conversations and like things that were like issues and like how you'd have your profile and there'd be song lyrics in it. And then maybe like a little quote. That's like a message to someone out there and real like sub- subliminal kind
2: of like, you know, it's, it's yeah. like, I hope they notice this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, this is like, you've got this like little song lyric in there. And it's like, I hope that person knows that that's about them. And, and it's just, yeah, it's cute. So you just, you're pretty much in like a, just a chat interface. Um, and you're talking to well two specific people this time, so you've got you have got Emily again, but you've also got a girl called Evelyn. Now, I don't know if I played the game wrong, but I only spoke to those two. <laughs> There's other people that are um in the sidebar that looks like options, but I only ever spoke to Emily and Evelyn um and like i I think I'd make a great boyfriend. <laughs> um It took me a while to realize that I was a guy um I th- i'm assuming i'm pretty certain i was a guy so but um yeah i may have lied to one of them saying what my favorite music style was because it's technically technically not a lie i do like pop punk and i do like alternative um but uh there's also a moment where it's like you're chatting to both girls at the same time Ooh. and then it's got a timer on you on like how quickly you respond and then yeah, I, I was doing so well. And then yeah, at the timer kind of went out on Evelyn, and she goes, "Are you even there? Oh, why did I think you could trust you?" And I'm like,
1: "Bitch, damn, I was doing damn so
0: well Evan. between tabs." That's yeah. a,
2: that, that's a longer ver- that's a longer game than Emily is away, isn't it? The sequel.
0: I I yeah, it felt like it mm. was longer, and based on the ending, I uh, me and Emily are still dating, uh, even though we're heading to different colleges and stuff, but we're still dating. <laughs> Yeah, um, I got the fifty percent. Fifty percent went with Emily, and then I got the other fifty percent of the, that particular ending. So okay, um, I'm probably going to play it again and try and get
2: Evelyn. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah, f- I, I, you go say. I was just going to say, I played the first one, and I don't play like any PC games, but this one, like you said, the kind of funny Let's Play got me interested, and I had one of my best friends Mato over. Um, he came to the Twitch party, so you probably seen a photo of him on twitter at some stage uh but we sat down at the computer and we played together and it was like oh what should i say and it was just like so many memories coming back from those yeah. and like the the way that they've the sound design in that game is amazing like it, it has all the startup sounds of your computer right down to just like whatever mechanical parts are like Spinning around and heating up like the the yeah, fans and, the and everything, yeah, and... and it just yeah. takes you right back with the nostalgia, especially for people of our age. I would say.
0: Well, the other thing this um, game, this version does is that they actually send you links,
2: the YouTube videos and, and you stuff.
0: Click on, yeah, yeah, and then like it just it, it'll take you to the Numa Numa video yeah. and the <laughs> shoes video, and like you can even go to Newgrounds, and I'm just like, holy crap this is just this is my high school years in a game Mm. like this is crazy it's like 2006
2: 2005 is it or something
0: i think so i'm trying to remember yeah 2006 i think i remember it saying on like you know the little diary calendar entries um but like i know it sounds really cheesy but like there were moments in it where i I kind of felt like oh this is way too real like (sighs) This is really like, taking me back. Like, her, like, sending you, like, oh, I'm listening to this song, like, here, and here's a link and everything, and it's like, you know, like, um, Arctic Mon- te- Monkeys, or, you know, The Killers, or whatever, and then the other one's sending you census fails, and it was just like, yeah, it, it was good. I think, like, people, especially our age, it's, it's, it's a, it's cheap game, I think, I think it's about, like, five bucks, or mm. roughly around there, um, just, just drop some money down, play it, and just get sent back for a while, because... Mm. It's it's simple, it's quick, and it's yeah. fun. But um, I gotta wait for my friend to come back.
2: It's, it's an experience. <laughs> we gotta we gotta, yeah. gotta go through, we gotta experience it together again.
1: I'm yeah. I'm curious to see how much of the game is based off the um the creator's like life and his past, like David. David somebody, David Steely, David Skeely, something like that. Um, he wrote it and, and made the game, and I wonder if a lot of it's pulling from from mm-hmm. his upbringing and his time spent in high school and those. Yeah, awkward internet chats and the the love and the
2: lust. I think there's some universal experiences with that. Just from like what Ali was saying, I so, like, "Yep, been there." Like, mm-hmm. the, been and there, even, even probably down to like signing out and then signing in again, so that people will you'll get the little notification and oh, maybe they didn't see me sign on before. <laughs> They'll say hello. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or setting your status to, to away, a but times. still chatting
0: to yeah. someone to let them know, oh, I've, I'm away, but I'm just chatting here. Yeah. you. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm busy, baby, oh. but I'm not too busy for you.
0: Actually, I still do that now with my Xbox on the incognito.
1: You do. Cats <laughs> out of the bag. You'll
0: never know.
1: We're gonna we're gonna do a spin-off called Ali is away from now on, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Ali's asleep. <laughs> so so that's what we've been Allie's playing. Mm. I just wanted to quickly bring to light Deadpool Two. Go watch it immediately. Holy Jesus. It is so good. It's it's one of my favorite Marvel movies of all time. That's how good it is. It just everything the first one did great. I think the second one did even better. Um, you know, the the breaking down of the the fourth wall was done on point. The cast was fantastic. Josh Brolin is cable. He can do no wrong these (laughs) days, Josh Brolin. Like he is just the goddamn man. Um And yeah, just the jokes, the action, the set pieces, the story. Because truth be told, you know, the original story didn't have a huge amount of weight behind it. Um, But this one, it feels like there's more to it. And it's, yeah, it's it's got, it's actually got some pretty good messages sort of that they're weaving through there. that They they sort of subtly push along through the entirety of the film. Um, Yeah, it is so good. I think it's going to break more records than the first one did um, just based off the hype from the first one. And my goodness, go watch it immediately. I, I can't say enough good things about it without spoiling things. So yeah, go check it out. I have some
2: out. questions, but I'm going to limit myself to one question. How how okay. did seeing Infinity War just a couple of weeks ago, like with that in mind, did it change the way you watched this? Was it like a welcome, you know, levity after Infinity War or was it, was it like a bit of a juxtaposition?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely... Definitely a big juxtaposition between the two, um, you know, just not only on tone, but obviously severity and, but even just little things like it's not a spoiler, but like Deadpool ta- like has a, has a shot at Cable and calls him Thanos in a scene. And it's just like little things like that. Like it is just so self-aware. It is not funny. Like it is so good. Um, and just like you, you're laughing I nearly cried near the end of the movie. Truth be oh. told, just with some of the stuff that was going on, that wasn't like laughter tears. That was like genuine, like my heart's feeling things right now. Um, so to be wow. able to go from that kind of tone to making jokes about dicks to you know slicing guys left up left, right, and center, and then back again, like it's it's a testament to everybody involved, and you can see the care that Ryan Reynolds has with his franchise. Um, it is so well done, and I'm hoping to see a lot more of uh, you know Deadpool and, and X Force and you know Domino and Cable and everyone like that. Like, God, it's good. God,
0: I want more Deadpool yeah. in other things. I want Deadpool just to be in things for like five. I want him to start stanley yeah, leading That
1: would be great. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I want him to start just like, like one know, joke yeah. in every yeah, movie. Just being in there for five seconds. Yeah, exactly. Th- yeah,
1: there's one cameo in this that took me by such surprise and i was just cracking myself laughing when it happened but it, it's so perfectly done um but once you watch it we'll, we'll definitely unpack this more offline because <laughs> god it's good it is so good
2: that's good i'm
1: like infinity war is phenomenal as well but this is just you know it's I'm up glad, i'm glad i'm glad the, the critics
2: don't seem as hot on it as the first one but who cares
0: that's mm. what i'm hearing
1: yeah, I, I, like, and I, I genuinely wonder like obviously the critics they don't have any nostalgia attachment to it from reading comics or some of know, them do watching yeah. cartoons or, or videos and things like that but I don't know I just loved it it I was so good it was exactly what I needed um, but yeah go watch it so we can talk about yeah. it please we will do
0: oh, which one do I see first?
1: Mm, well Deadpool's just under two hours and, and Infinity War is nearly three so it depends you haven't on seen how Infinity War yet. Come on.
0: Nah.
2: It, hasn't it been spoiled for you <laughs> by now?
0: Oh, it's been spoiled. <laughs> oh boy, hasn't. Y'all you think you're clever with your subtlety, but I'm not a dickhead.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not being like. Yeah, fucking... There's no subtlety with the memes. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, not at I don't think anyone... all. I, I think everyone just decided
2: Dang. at some point. Everyone's seen this by now. So let's spoil the crap out of it.
0: They were wrong. <laughs> mm. um, I have just no yeah, major sure. investment into it, to be honest. With yeah, because you, so you're I'm a DC okay.
1: girl. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. shall Life we is hard for me. Shall we move on to the uh, meat in the episode here on 105? Let's do it. This, this week's, week's
2: news headlines. <laughs>
1: News headline bites or entrees—I don't know—but I'll cut that in somehow. I gotta get Chuck Fresh to do something up. Okay, so with our uh, our news headline entrees, I guess, or snack bites as we're calling them for uh, for now, uh, we've got a whole slew of things that have happened this week. Uh, We won't deep dive into them all. Uh, Feel free to interject, throw opinions when I go through these. Say nothing if you've got nothing to add or just give me some hot takes. You know how we roll around here. So the first one, uh, Rare Sea of Thieves, private crew option is now available because you've patched 1.0.7. So that means now when you are rolling out as a squad of um, a crew of two or three or four, unless you've got it set to um, open, uh, you will not get any randos coming in and, and... you know, pillaging your booty and, and touching your plunder and any other kind of sexual pirate puns I can think of.
0: Holding your banana.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. Walking the plank.
0: Scrounging S- around in your barrel.
1: Stroking the cannon.
2: You've definitely played a lot of of things if, if you've um, got mm. these uh, thought up already.
1: i just this is how we work yeah that's it i'm i'm just you know i've got ancestral dna to to sexy pirates or something i don't know (laughs) i don't know next one ea have announced today uh, (laughs) battlefield 5 will be having a live stream reveal um on twitch scheduled for may 23rd in the u.s that will be sometime on the 24th here in australia no details outside of that um the logo or the branding they're parading around is just a v um, which is sort of jumping all across Twitter at the moment for some stupid reason. We don't know is it going to be current day warfare, um, you know past wars again or future warfare. who knows um, they would be smart to do more stuff like Battlefield One because it was a very, very very good game, mm.
2: yeah, they need to get their branding straight I think they've they've bungled it, yeah. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. from Battlefield 1 to Battlefield 5, if that's what the V is implying, it's kind of like, slow up. What's going on here?
1: Yeah. Yeah, go home, EA, you're drunk.
0: As long as there's no Battle Royale.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. Like, uh, E3 is definitely going to be the E3 Battle Royale edition, I'm pretty sure, this year. There'll be a fair few unveils of BR-based modes in games and it's just going to be head head shakes everywhere. Like, it's just going to be oversaturated as we do with everything, so... Mm.
0: Put it on your shot glass.
2: <laughs> you guys are the Battle royal like experts <laughs> compared to me because I don't play many multiplayer games. Is there somewhere for this to go? Like, is there another level for Battle Royale that we haven't seen? Because like, it's, it's still a somewhat fairly new thing, maybe two years of this kind of game being popular.
0: I'm, I don't know, like, I could I could say, like, nah, I pretty much think PUBG and, you know, Fortnite's done what needs to be done kind of thing. There has been, like, a lot that have, like, even attempted it that have, like, kind of died in the mists. But, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to the next new, you know, style of Battle Royale. Like, just make it good, make it fun, and um, get rid of the goddamn hackers.
1: Yeah, I think... I think there's still probably some room to grow or to be new in that space. Um, I, I like the idea of doing more sort of hero class-based stuff. Um, I think that could add a pretty cool dynamic where maybe you, you've got a, you know, a limited amount of, of uh, classes to, to pick as you load out and you've got different abilities. I think that could add a nice little little spin on it. Um, seen a few games in development or, or coming out now in early access as well where there's a lot more environmental interactions, whether it be destructive environments, whether it be native animals coming to kill you and things like that, where it's sort of, you can't just be looking for the other 99 people. You've got another, you know, 100 beasts coming at you as well. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just curious to see if this is still going to be relevant in a few years' time.
0: Did you see the person who pitched the reverse battle royale, which is everyone has to work together to survive to get out?
1: I'd see I love that idea I'd play that because you know human nature so typically they go, going you know what fuck wins? you I can't trust you <laughs> <laughs> we all win <laughs> yeah I
2: saw place? one today that was like lemmings but battle royale and you have to save everyone else <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah, and, and the I only... saw an
0: animal crossing battle royale Oof! totally do that
1: mm. what was that bloody raccoon bloody mare was he a mare the guy that was always coming to take your money
0: Tom Nook.
1: Yeah, Tom Nook.
0: Is a receptive. Is a receptible? Is a respectable businessman.
1: <laughs> <in>
2: Animal
0: Crossing. <laughs> you that. Yeah, actually, you would be Tom Nook. So. <laughs> you
1: know. Hate what you are or something, I don't know. Anyway. I'll buy you a sweater. Stardew Valley yes. is yeah. on its way to the PS Vita. Vita lives. In a week's time.
2: It's exciting.
1: May 24th. I me and
0: Jono got excited for yeah, two different I, I, reasons.
2: See, mm. I got excited because. You know, when Stardew Valley came out, and everyone was talking about it. I was very interested, but it wasn't on PlayStation, and it wasn't on PlayStation Vita, and that's where I live. You know, so it's been a long time coming. I've been waiting for the Vita port, and here it is. I'm finally going to get to play Stardew Valley. Just as as they, you know, PlayStation announces that they're stopping physical sales of of Vita games, so you know it is a, another nail in the yeah. coffin. But we're getting Stardew Valley, so. I've got the one game that apparently is all I need for the rest of eternity.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I've got it twice and I've still yet to play it on either platform. I've got it on PC and my Switch. What? But I will. How? I don't know. I'm just busy and lazy. Equal parts. Time. I'll,
2: I'll make sh- So the next one. I was just going to say, I'll make sure that I uh, check with you and NATO, Brendan, or whoever it was that was so uh, offended by Ali's romantic choice in the game. <laughs> oh,
0: NATO I'll, didn't
2: approve. I'll get NATO, right NATO there, approval. But...
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good just life. just run all those romance decisions by the stripper first, <laughs> and you'll live a happy farm life. <laughs> what could go wrong? Hmm. A life that isn't too happy is probably for the staff at Deep Silver copping all kinds of grief. Because uh, to no one's surprise in the entire goddamn universe, Thanos included, Shenmue 3 has been delayed until sometime in 2019, until it's then delayed till probably 2020.
0: Look, is it Shenmue or Shenmue?
1: I've heard both from all kinds of different oh. sources. I've only heard
2: Shenmue. Mm. i only hear Mui. I've me. never
1: heard Shenmue, <laughs> ever. It's just how we say it when we're from the country. All right? Us wholesome folk. We say Mui.
0: Mate, Shen Mui.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That was like last week. him what down to you? Campo
0: Santo. <laughs> yes,
2: that's the one. Oh, I love that.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's, it's just... That's what this franchise is. Get, delays, delays, delays. Do
2: they get too much money? Is that the problem with these Kickstarters? I think when you have to be more ambitious than you set out to do.
1: Mm, but that's... like It would not surprise me if they came out in a few more months and said, hey, we're going to start a fresh Kickstarter now because we want to add more to the game or flesh out the world more or some nonsense like... Yeah. Because I remember it got funded within what, 24 or 48 hours but then afterwards they came out and, and got Sony to give them more money mm. on top of the crowdfunding to yep. get this game going.
2: Yeah, the the guy, Suzuki, dance. if that's his name, I remember reading that he said that to make it a true like open world game they need $10 million and they're at, they're at 6 point something or other. So... That was in like a Reddit AMA or something. So he's, he's, put mm-hmm. a, he's already like laid the, the groundwork to ask for more money or to say that they need more. Mm-hmm. But that was like a couple of years ago now. So maybe that's uh, not the direction the game's headed.
0: Hmm.
1: But we know what direction id Software and Avalanche Studios are headed. And that is via way of a sequel to Rage, which uh, has been leaked, rumoured this week, subsequently announced and they had not only a reveal trailer, but then a gameplay trailer dropped this week. And the game's coming out in 2019. Do you guys have much skin in the Rage game? Have you played the first one at all? What did you think of it?
0: I've no. never played a Rage game. And then seeing the trailer for Rage 2, I'm like, Mad Max?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much exactly what this is. like. The first one, it was pretty good. Like It looked great. Um, it was very visceral. Uh, the combat was pretty tight. There was... You know, a loose storyline in there about warring tribes and, you know, the post-apocalyptic that you see in a whole host of other games and, and media. But um, it was good. It was good fun. It just it just never got an audience. It just died mm. really quick. So it's surprising to see a sequel, um, but it looks like they're investing pretty heavily in, And obviously, id and no stranger to first-person shooters and avalanche is an interesting sort of combination because they do the Just Cause game, so there is going to be destructible environments out the wazoo, which could be really fun.
2: Yeah, I... I like the design. Yeah, like Ali, like I that's had cool. no... It wasn't on my radar. I didn't even... All I knew about the game was that it was on Breaking Bad, like Jesse Pinkman was playing it with a, with a light gun in one episode. And I, I remember mm-hmm. thinking, yeah. okay, that's a game, uh, but it 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 was received pretty well from what i remember but it just didn't yeah like you said brendan didn't pick up an audience so when they announced that there was a second one i wasn't interested until that talk about uh, avalanche and mad max vibes and the trailer hit i do like the idea of adding some car combat that makes it stand out a bit more than the generic you know kind of zombie shooter or, or whatever the first one was so yeah i'm, I'm up for it. it it reminds me a little bit of um Far, like the original Far Cry came out, it was somewhat mm. linear game. It was there was an open ish world, but it wasn't completely open. And then they went in a completely new direction with Far Cry Two, and hopefully this is what they're doing with Rage, like by bringing in Avalanche, adding some mechanics that are pretty unique for those kinds of game. I think it, it looks a lot more interesting.
1: Hmm. Mm. And on the topic of that vehicle combat, if they could sort of steal from the well of Twisted Metal oh. and sort of somehow plug that into this game. Man, I will be buying a copy on day one if that's the case because Twisted Metal is so good. Did you play Mad Max?
2: I think when
0: everyone else...
1: I did. It's actually underrated. Yeah, it's like, I good. liked
0: it. A lot of people I mean, say it's it's good. it has the car
2: yeah. combat and that's the thing that, like I keep saying, it's it's a unique element that's not really... Like, there's not many... I feel like there's not many games that do it well. Like, a mix. There's, there's often games like Twisted Metal where it's just car combat but getting into your car and then you know being able to like harpoon and pull things off and set them on fire like it just keeps things interesting i reckon
1: 100 percent. speaking of keeping things interesting metro exodus the game that was uh unveiled at last year's e3 has been delayed until q1 of 2019 which is a shame because that trailer slash excuse me Pardon, I'm burping up some dominoes right now uh, that trailer they sort of showed at E3 last year and then the gameplay that, it, that accompanied that was so gorgeous yeah. and the big beast like, obviously you could see the AI was really scaled down on that thing and there was a few sort of pre-designed set pieces in there that occurred but it looks so good and the first two Metro games are another couple of underrated gems I think that more people need to play mm.
2: yeah that's a bit like Rage to me again where I it wasn't on my radar, probably because it was. An, I think it was an Xbox exclusive or on PC, and I don't have an Xbox, so I never played them. But that trailer and knowing that it was coming to PS4 definitely caught my eye, and I think that you're right. It's it. It looks like um, and, unless it was one of those pre-rendered CG uh, trailers, completely no. probably was I guess, but it looks like they've they've got a level of detail and, and nuance there that makes it look really immersive which could be cool for that kind of game Hmm.
1: Mm. yeah so another surprise that sort of just trickled out into the internets today was um, stalker 2 has been revealed and uh, confirmed to be coming in 2021 I don't know if you two had any experience with stalker it's a sort of a survival horror game um, first person shooter aspects combined in there too that came out I think it was Jeez, May 20, 2007, 2008, I think. And it was sort of based around, um, you know, the Chernobyl accident site. Uh, very scary, um, very dark, very, very, very fear-inducing and like very uncomfortable and unsettling um, from my remember playing on the first one. But it's crazy, like 15 years later now, they've got this other one coming out. Um, have you guys played any of the Stalker titles uh, before?
2: I have not. Titles no. Before?
0: no. I had to Google this.
2: <laughs> mm. what, what did yeah, Google it's, tell it's a you, bit of,
1: a sort of
0: a... I mean, it looks cool. Post-apocalyptic, you know, characters in, like, gas masks and, like, you know, deteriorated lands and everything. It looks awesome. Like, Sounds like Borderlands. Like, yeah. The artwork that came from it. Ah, Borderlands, but less cartoony.
2: <laughs> less cell shading But, um...
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I can see why it probably was a popular game. Much like Metro, by
1: the way. Mm -hmm. Like that
0: was one that everyone kind of has told me that I should have already played by now.
1: Definitely, definitely. Busy chatting chicks up. Oh yeah, Emily. Anyway, so we've got two more little news bites here. The last or second last one: Twitch is now letting you filter PUBG streams by players left alive in current game. So if you want to sort of just see where the hotness is, where that final zone and all that, you know, tense tree peak encounter is going on, you can can do that now. Um, I hope they do this with sort of more games. I think that's a really cool way to potentially get viewers into streams, even if you are maybe a smaller streamer, where if you are maybe down to that final zone, I think it could get you a few more eyes on the prize.
0: Why, though? I don't understand this, to be honest with you. Like, like... Why would you ever just want to watch the final bit when, like, I, I I enjoy watching something from start to finish, and I don't mind watching streamers when they start at like you know they die earlier on. It's it's about the adventure, it's about the build up, it's about the the work put into it. So or put in work, mm-hmm. if you would say. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't understand why you would just keep on jumping to streams on the last yard.
1: I, I think it's maybe just a reflection of society Yeah. (laughs) obviously to to probably broad stroke this it's like it's this tinder culture where you've got one two seconds to make an impression then you're getting you know swiped yes i'd like to know more or no i wouldn't um it's like that i think it's what they just want this instant gratification they want this instant give me give me all the hotness give me the explosions the tense moments where and yes ali i do agree When you do land in, it is pretty hairy. Um, You know, being the first one to try and grab that gun or the other person shooting at you with said gun, it's intense, but I think people just want those highlight, real finishes. Yeah. um, You know, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I
2: understand that because, you know, I don't watch a lot of PUBG, but I can talk about basketball because, you know, that's who I am. I love watching fourth quarters and when there's like five games on, on like a Saturday, I love just flicking between fourth quarter finishes and just watching those like tense final moments of the close game. So I can, from that perspective, if I can use that analogy, I think that there would be people watching Twitch who just want to see those finishes and who gets the chicken dinner. Are we talking about I, PUBG? I think that's actually <laughs> a perfect
1: way to, yeah. Uh, I was <laughs> yeah. like, wait, are we talking about
2: <laughs> Fortnite? I just said chicken dinner. Whoops.
1: <laughs> no, nah, it, it was on point. You were, okay. you know, you perfect right. Nailed letter. it.
2: PC Gamer.
1: Some might say that was a slam dunk. Grand slam.
0: Are Charlotte Hornets yes. still a team?
1: They're actually, yeah. They came it's back. It's good to see they're actually Charlotte Hornets again. They were the New Orleans Hornets and the Charlotte Bobcats. Then they went, you know what? Let's, let's make what is old new again and came back. Sadly, not with the old logo, though. No. I love the old school Aww. logo. It was
2: awesome.
0: Back in the 90s. When everyone was into like basketball and I didn't know anything about basketball, but you had to have a team. Oh, I was about the Charlotte <laughs> Hornets, mm. that aqua and purple.
1: Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, Alonzo Mourning—that was the Charlotte Hornets glory days, right there.
0: Yeah, Space exactly. Jam.
1: Muggsy Bogues was actually in Space Jam, so there you go. So it was yeah. so it was Larry Johnson, right. but I think it was. Oh, he yeah. was too.
2: He might have been on the Knicks. No, he was. Yeah, he was still on the Hornets. Actually, yeah. There you go. Mm.
1: There Space, go. I Space Jam, yeah. Mm. yeah. Speaking of <laughs> films and bizarre threads that I don't even know how I'm going to connect this. I had a tangent before, but it's gone. Gone now. Um, Paul W.S. Anderson, the man behind the Resident Evil films, which were absolutely atrocious, but that's probably a rant for another day, <laughs> is uh, making yet another video game adaptation, uh, a game that was also done by Capcom, he is making a Monster Hunter movie, and it is also going to be starring his wife, again, Mila Jovovich, <laughs> who obviously... Woo-hoo. The best role she ever had was Lilu Outside of that, yeah. I don't want to know her. But Gorgon what Alice in the hell? Because... Oh,
2: man. This is such a weird choice for a video game adaptation. It can't end well, surely. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah, and, and the the rough story is... From what I've heard and and, um, Andrew Natoli from uh, The Inconsolables was telling me about the other day is apparently uh, Mila Jovovich is from the Monster Hunter world and she sort of gets pulled through into our world here because the monsters from said Monster Hunter world are starting to sort of, I don't know, breach some time void and they're starting to destroy the Earth. So she's coming over to obviously hunt the monsters and save Earth. That sounds kind of like the fifth element. (laughs) Mm. Or like... Um, Pacific Rim and stuff yeah. like that. Just put her in a big mech.
0: This director is my favorite director of all time. I've just found. Why? Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Event Horizon, Alien vs Predator.
2: He did six Resident Evil movies. Mm-hmm. They must have made that's
1: that's. I repeat,
0: Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Event Horizon that has got space orgy in it. And then Alien vs. Predator, which is like one of my favourite movies of all time. Which
1: still makes no sense to me. Alien vs. Predator Requiem is so much better than the first Alien vs. Predator, but you're on the other side of the fence, and I don't understand why.
0: You stay on that side of the fence. I'll sit in my ice cavern temple thing.
1: Yeah, you you sit over there and get given alien corpse armor by a predator that usually just kills every human anyway. But like, you know what? We're going to team up with this untrained African-American scientist woman and give her armor from an alien predators corpse. predators
0: are hunters.
2: Uh,
1: They're there, what's guys. What's going to Come hunt? on, guys. He understands
0: survival. We're, it's coming of we're age. We're all
2: on the same team here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where do you stand on the alien versus predator film debate?
2: I don't stand anywhere. I have no horse in this race.
1: Mm, I'm sorry.
2: Okay. I, can't, I can't settle the argument. Mm. That's I stand fair. on the side that's of fair. Space Jam.
1: Mm, I, I stand that's there too, fair. actually. We all stand there I think we together, can be united so and okay. say that yeah.
2: Space Jam's where it's at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Best, yeah, alien. best <laughs> alien movie of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't even say no. that without laughing. No, it, it is a fantastic film, though, and I'm still kind of terrified about the sequel they're still trying to get off the mm. ground. No, leave it. Space Jam
2: on PS1. I played that game a lot. It was great.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. On on a random... I remember
0: collecting Tarzos.
1: One one last question I want to throw to you both before we move into the main course of the uh, gaming news discussion today is who is your favourite Warner Brothers character?
0: Marvin the Martian? Like Looney Tunes? Are we talking cartoons? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, Marvin the Martian. Oh... Marvin the Martian, Wild E. Coyote.
2: I'm thinking hard about this because it's a tough one. Foghorn Leghorn is really great. But... (laughs) I say now, boy. He's he's the original Kratos.
1: (laughs) I say (laughs) a (laughs) boy. But
2: yeah, I don't know. There's so many good ones. Taz is always good. I don't know. Don't make me pick, man. It's too hard.
1: Taz and then a very close second by Marvin the Martian and, and Wile the Coyote were my three always, so mm. Mm. Copycat. Yeah, I know. I was worried you were gonna get in first and take them to I two, might say Daffy but... actually.
2: I'm changing my <laughs> vote to Daffy. It's a classic. Okay. That's fair.
1: Hey,
0: have you noticed that like they've really started getting rid of certain characters like your um whatever happened to Yosemite Sam?
1: Racist. I have no idea. I haven't watched like no. he, voted he for had Trump.
0: guns. Ooh. Nah.
1: If if anything, he was probably promoted to feature act. He probably bumped Bug, Bug, Bugs Bunny off with the gun rights and stuff these days. You know, he's pro. I don't and know. They
0: figured out Pepe Le Pew was a rapist.
1: Yeah, he was just a sex offender. Mm. Hmm. The
0: more you know, kids. The more you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that there's so many undertones to cartoons that obviously children have no idea of yet. The parents and even you know us. Us now or, you know, when we were teenagers and, and young adults, you start to pick up, hang on, that is, that's that's kind of creepy or that's wrong or that's not right. Yeah. Hmm. Intelligent writing. Or creepy, I don't know. Okay, so let's move on to the main course for today's episode. And uh, tonight we are going to be talking about... Cliff uh, Pleszinski and uh, his sort of journey through gaming, which obviously has sadly ended um, this year, at least for the time being, uh, with the announced closure of Boss Key Productions. Uh, So I guess I'll give you a quick bit of a rundown on who Cliffy B was, what he's done, and then I guess we can maybe unpack some of this in a little bit more detail, get your thoughts on uh, the recent events that have unfolded and led to uh, this sort of very sad news I think um, that sort of that's come about so obviously started in gaming at age 15 making a game called Palace of Deceit started working at Epic Games in 1992 and his first exposure to games at Epic was on Jazz Jackrabbit yes sneaky underrated game right there s- 1994 <laughs> he began oh, No, you got I,
2: to- I was just gonna say I think of all the games that he's worked on which you'll get through Jazz Jackrabbit's probably the one that I played the most because I never had an Xbox, really. really. So, shout out to Jazz, I love Jack, Jazz Rabbit.
0: Jack Rabbit.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after after his work on Jazz Jackrabbit, and it's actually pretty pretty good commercial success. It was uh, Epic's most popular game in their stable for quite some time. Uh, funnily enough, uh, he began working on Unreal in 1994. That obviously spawned a couple of sequels. Unreal Tournament was another one, which is worth mentioning. Yes moved into a creative consultant role on Rune, and then uh, started lead as lead developer for Gears of War. Uh, but it was actually originally going to be titled Unreal Warfare and start out um, set in, that Unreal Unif- in uh, the Unreal universe as well. So it's interesting that they were trying to just tack on to that existing success that they had with the Unreal franchise. Obviously, the first Gears of War game was released in 2006 on the Xbox 360, it's actually the highest rated game on Metacritic for the franchise with a 94. Uh, and it is also one of the highest selling franchises in Microsoft's history. Uh, I think they've generated over $1 billion for this franchise collectively uh, from now. And the most recent figures were from 2016 or something like that. So yeah, he certainly left a, left a good mark there. Uh, left Epic after 20 years in 2002 and uh, quote unquote retired from the industry. For around 12 years. Came back in 2014. With Boss Key Productions. Which actually co-founded with Arjan Brousset. From Epic as well. Uh, they had a staff of 65 at the studio. Their first release. Under Boss Key was Lawbreakers. Which was obviously the arena hero shooter. Which failed pretty badly. Um, tailing off the back of Lawbreakers. They pivoted to try and grab onto the Battle Royale hotness. With Radical Heights. It did not manage to capture an audience, even though it was only out for probably the last six to eight weeks. And on the back of yeah. that, um, Arjan Brusey left Boskey and returned to Epic again. And uh, on May fourteenth, so a couple of days ago, uh, they announced the studio has officially closed its doors for good. So, yeah, it's 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 a roller coaster. <gasps> He's one of the most identifiable guys in the industry, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Like I've got to be honest, like I didn't really follow his background too deeply. Um, when I saw that he did Jazz Jackrabbit, <laughs> I was like, "No freaking way!" <laughs> um, and then seeing that he, you know, he's responsible for Gears of War, really, and Gears of War, fuck, I, I like I remember playing that on the Xbox and just how. Like the graphics, the the gameplay, and then obviously having the what was the chainsaw gun called? Was it the, Lancer. The, Lancer, no? yeah, the Lancer. Yeah, the Lancer. Okay, and then just like having like I remember there was a lot of talk about it as well. Like, oh, you can shoot someone, but then you can like rip into a chainsaw and then just slice them mm-hmm. in half, and just doing that like in game and how intense it was, and ah, oh, like Gears of War was definitely. Um, just groundbreaking, I think, especially for the time, and knowing that he was a part of that, yeah. And unreal, unreal tournament. Yeah, Ge-
1: Gears of Jeez. War is just pure video game machismo. Like it is, like playing as all the male protagonists from the Predator film in that game. Like they're all just muscles on muscles on muscles, big guns, crack, like you know, crack shot in one line as left, right, and center. It's it's mm-hmm. such a good game, and obviously the franchise is. Maintain relevancy through the uh, the generations of the Xbox and things like that. The coalition obviously owns the owns the franchise now, and that's also subsequently owned by Microsoft as a whole. But yeah, he's had his he's had his DNA in some pretty impressive franchises, especially in that shooting genre.
0: Some important ones.
1: Hmm. Yeah,
0: some really, really important ones.
1: Yeah, I, I actually met him um, last year at E three. I was sitting watching the the kind of funny guys do this sort of. Uh, cross event with I don't think it was IGN I think it was actually GameSpot they're on the GameSpot stage and I was sitting there on on these sort of um you know just little futony lounge things and they had USB charge ports sort of stacked between them everywhere and I'm sitting down he came and sat next to me plugged his phone in it was just getting a charge and it was just like a you know a 20 second 30 second sort of small talk thing but I was just like yeah you are just a bro like just a dude um I went and played lawbreakers sort of as part of the press on that uh, e3 junket as well and even there you could see the passion he had for that game and and he stands by his work um you know i think he pivoted a little bit due due to i guess the lack of lack of hype and sales and just general hit rate with lawbreakers and it was sort of a shame like there was a lot of panic i think in those last few months um but yeah i don't know what what about you john have you had much to do with those outside of obviously jazz jackrabbit what's your sort of touch with um with sort of uh cliff Blazinski and and his sort of uh i guess gaming chops
2: yeah aside from jazz jackrabbit shout out to jazz jackrabbit not much (laughs) like uh like ali said i i remember playing gears of war at a friend's place like when that was it on 360 the first one yeah, mm-hmm. I remember seeing that Not and sure it was like remember, yeah. this is what the 360 can do. That was I remember the most impressive thing I'd seen up to that point as far as that console goes. And I also remember like just the perspective of that game, like being a third person game but a closer like more tight shot. It kind of set a um a style and an aesthetic for a gritty kind of third person shooter to go ahead. And having that melee combat that you mentioned too. I remember just yeah being um finding that striking at the time but as i said before not having an xbox most of his games have lived on that platform and i haven't played a lot of that stuff or pc but yeah just going through and seeing some of the response to this news uh is interesting because there's a a mix between kind of people mourning the loss of uh, a I i guess not these dead or completely retired or anything, mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the loss of a, a great mind and a great creator in this space. But there's also a lot of haters out there that are kind of saying mm. um, he's arrogant and he's kind of this is what he gets for thinking that he, you know, knows better than others or whatever it might be. Uh, and to that, I don't know. Maybe there's, there might be some stuff in there. I don't know him that well to to know whether it's true or not. But I think it's. Is I don't I want to ask you guys I want to flip this around as uh, you know, the interviewer that I am. Uh, do you think that the the closure of this studio is the result of his past games not doing as well as they could have, or the games that he's tried to pitch to studios not being taken up on their merits, or do you think that that the reluctance of people to give him funding is because of those past games failures because he, he you're probably going to get to this, Brenda, but he's just leaked a whole lot of these concepts and stuff and mm-hmm. some really interesting artwork and ideas for games. And he's been very open with all this stuff, which is great to see from a dev. You don't get to look behind the curtain that often. But yeah, what do you think is the reason that it's come to this?
1: I'll lead over to you first, Ellie, and, and see what you think, and then I'll, I'll jump in as well.
0: I don't understand where this stemmed from, but... It seemed like there was a real uh bully, like grouped bully mentality against Cliffy in regards to I'm I'm assuming it must be an attachment from lawbreakers or something along those lines where people just felt like he maybe was aiming a bit too high and that I definitely saw lawbreakers going out to more streamers than anything Mm. like it was the streamer game and streamers were just trying to sell this game so maybe that left a bad taste on people's mouths and then when it became kind of like a joke about how bad lawbreakers went and the fact that he decided that his next follow-up was going to be a battle royale Mm -hmm. and like I don't like I don't know much about when it comes into like you know video game development and all the all the you know inner workings of that especially when it comes to timing, but dropping that you know battle royale especially when Fortnite was at its prime like Fortnite was all the hype and like throwing your hat in the ring people maybe did interpret it as being a bit mm. too cocky, um and. Then it was just this, it's just like there's this, now there's just this bully mentality that kind of grew in the sense that just picking on Cliffy B is the thing to do. Mm. It's like, that's what you do.
1: Yeah, I I think, I think to a degree, he sort of incited or indirectly probably generated a bit of that animosity towards him. Like um, prior to Lawbreakers coming out, like he was pretty open about talking down or you know expressing his his thoughts especially negative thoughts towards like overwatch and even pubg and stuff like that where he sort of said they didn't have much substance and they were gonna you know die or i don't think it was die was the exact word but you know he obviously sort of flavor you know, of the month was much something. shade yeah. towards yeah yeah so he he was panning these other big ips that are out there just dominating sort of uh mind share and market share and he like I'll say one thing, he was, he's a hell of a salesman. Like you yeah, like the you believed him on stage when he was talking about law breakers and it's the the future of the shooter and all this and, and some of the concepts he had in there, like that zero gravity stuff he had in it was very fast and, and frantic combat. Like it was insane, like jetting around that map and you know, getting blown up out of the air or, you know, having sort of air like hand to hand combat modes with certain character types and things. Like it was very ambitious, but yeah i don't know i don't know it's just yeah it was i think it's maybe too ambitious yeah. like um maybe if you let off with radical heights funnily enough i think maybe if that was the first f- like flagship title that they brought out under under boss Key as opposed to lawbreakers it probably would have given them a bit more of a steadier foundation but like uh radical heights you could see it was a last ditch roll of the dice um he just well like the studio I guess as a whole sat down and thought what can we do to try and keep this keep this studio afloat here and they, they tacked on the back of, of the Battle Royale hype and the game was very 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 undercooked like it was a glorified tech demo like there were the, the lack of textures that were loading into that game from the outset of a match all the way through to the end it was it was pretty jokeable um, or laughable um, jokable I don't even think it's a word but it is now <laughs> um yeah it was very underdone and obviously they were probably just trying to do that to get some funding to keep keep everybody employed and and maybe find that next step or pivot to that next title but yeah i don't know maybe it is that brashness that sort of stopped him from from getting to where he needed to be like um like john as you mentioned all, all this all this art and some of the the rough synopsis he was talking about some of these games and concepts he's working on like there was that one dragonflies where it was sort of ninja-based characters riding airships that were dragons um fighting against the undead like that just sounds insane um there was another one that uh was like a, a mech tank warfare sort of thing um where um you're you're riding on dog walkers which was a destructive ordinance on the ground like it was <laughs> terrible terrible verbiage but um yeah, like you look at the art and um, some of the pictures he was working on, like that he was trying to get into VR uh, as well as a whole host of other titles that uh, probably are going to get trickled out uh, over the coming weeks. Um, Donuts was another one he was talking on, which was a, um, a game where you're riding in a tube. So it's sort of like a, a Mario Kart-esque type of game where you're racing on tubes across a track and you can... Um, was it ginger ale I think was the, the pick up item yeah. and you can shake it up to create it a weapon but you can also drink it to give you like a speed boost as well like it, it just, sounds like a steam oh, game he's crazy <laughs> yeah but yeah. yeah he had his him, him and his team had, had their fingers in you know many pies and many potential avenues but mm. he also said that like on average some of these games he was pitching for like 40 million dollars to try and get some of these games off the ground which is you know tying back to Shenmue, or Shenmuey, as the cool kids call it, you know, uh, they they mentioned that they need needed ten million dollars, and that sounds like a lot more of an ambitious game than some of these he was trying to develop. Yeah. So maybe he's, maybe his accounting was just not in check as well. Like his expectations were just so far out of the ordinary that a lot of the um you know backers just sitting there. You're, you're insane, mate."
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Like, yeah. I think it shows how hard it is to get games made and funded because. You know, this is just one person telling us, you know, he's on his way out before he shuts the door. He's like, here's all the ideas I had. Here's how creative genius I am, you know. Um, But yeah, I wonder how many stories there are like this that we just haven't heard or like how many games Kojima pitched and they said, no, you can't do that or people like that. And it just, yeah, shows you how quickly things can change from having all these ideas to keep things going to suddenly oh, we just have to close up shop now. And uh, I, I did see something that was really interesting on Twitter and it was an exchange between uh, one of their devs and a fan. What was the last game that they were working on that, that, that released?
1: Radical Heights. Yeah, so Radical height.
2: Um So the, the person tweeted him like uh, to one of the lead developers. They said, can you please add a girl character so I can look pretty? I hate looking like a middle-aged man with awful hair. Ha ha and this dev wrote she's in progress no eta quite yet and then this is 2 days ago mind you and then the next tweet was <laughs> well scratch that no female ever so this is like the, one of the lead creative devs on in on this studio he didn't even know this was coming and all of a sudden the studio's just closed like it makes you like realize how chaotic this uh, industry can be sometimes
0: that's terrifying i feel bad for all like developers well you know creators and everyone yeah. that works in the gaming industry in that aspect
1: i wonder how much of that is due to sort of um the maybe the the management style that they may have had like obviously i'm just spitballing but maybe because that gate those two titles were taking such hit obviously they they sort of announced that lawbreakers was was getting support ended you know imminently and then um, then they just did the the announcement with radical heights in the studio. I wonder if that was just because you know he was taking you know such a beating emotionally that he just went you know what fuck it I'm not going to sort of liaise anyone else I'm done and then just sent those tweets out and you know turned yeah. the you know turned the servers off or whatever he did and just sort of went like you know threw his toys out of the cot
0: pulled out the plug mm.
2: took his ball and went home yeah. It is, yeah, it's interesting. Because like Lawbreakers was received really well. Like the the critics seem to enjoy that even though it didn't pick up an audience. So it just kind of makes you you go, like again, it's hard to to make it. I don't know how big that studio was, but maybe it's when you're between an indie and a AAA in that you have to like ask people for money. It's a hard space to be in.
1: Mm. They were pretty sizable. Like they had 65 people working there. So it's it's not a small studio by any means. So, yeah, that's that's a lot of talented people now out on the street. Um, no doubt, a lot of them will get picked up. But you know, we wish them all the best. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just it's just so hard. I think for these ambitious like upstarts that are trying to slightly reimagine a, a tried and tested genre to find their footing. Like evolves another one that comes to mind. I think that game was fantastic. But it just couldn't find the player base either, and then it went to free to play. I don't know if the servers are still active or supported now. If if so, you know, power to um, to Turtle Rock. I think was the studio behind that. But it was a, it was a great title as well. But it just it just died very very quickly as well.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like how? Like kind of like what Jono said in regards to being in between AAA and indie. I guess when you have such a great like like resume of games like like maybe people are just expecting Mm. way too much
2: Mm. yeah it, it reminds me of the um the musicians and that kind of thing where they put out you know hit albums for a really long time and then they get to uh they get a record deal where they're expected to put another one out and they ask for heaps of money and they just like start spending all this money and suddenly it's like a complete mess and they don't know what to do with it so it just gets scrapped and never released like it it kind of reeks of that for me. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. Let's see, we'll see if uh, our oh, Cliffy B stays retired this time. Um, there was twelve years between drinks um, between Epic and then uh, Boss Key. So who knows? Maybe we'll see him when he when he's fifty nine years old. I think if we be another twelve years time, um, maybe he comes out with yeah. with a new studio doing some crazy things and um, Jazz Jackrabbit. Yeah. But it, either way. Oh, Jazz, yeah. Jazz Jackrabbit, or something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah. it back. Yeah, he'll be missed. Like he was quite a personality. Um, was working on some pretty pretty revolutionary titles for their day. So uh, yeah, Boss Key, Cliffy B, we wish you all the best in whatever endeavours you may be up to when um on Woods and Upwards, hopefully.
0: Yeah, leave like the poor poor guy alone, everyone.
2: Yeah,
1: mm. Poor <laughs> two out. Because I'm thirsty.
2: Um, Don't pour it out. But yeah, it. that,
1: yeah, that too. Pour it out into a glass. <laughs> um. So, so that just about wraps up episode 105 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are doing a little bit of a bit of a change uh, for future episodes as far as how we're handling the the final segment. Obviously, we used to do the iTunes review each and every week, but we want to try and mix it up and maybe shuffle the deck week on week, where we'll do iTunes review coupled with question of the week coupled with clan or sham and whoever and whatever else we can think of just to sort of keep a little bit fresh keep a little bit exciting um, we've been doing this for quite some time so um, maybe a little bit of variety <laughs> will uh, you know help liven up the mood in here Miss Hart's looking a little bit tired it is after nine <laughs> o'clock so she probably should have been in bed a little while ago poor old thing so I always um, look tired no but um, is there is there anything you guys wanted to say or bring up or highlight in this upcoming calendar week, in the gaming or geek space, that you wanted to uh, you know shed a little light on before we before we say goodbye for another week.
2: No, I think uh, other than the amazing content on the Eight Bit Collective, I think uh, it's all it's all good.
1: Hmm. I guess expanding on that, yeah, we have uh, now increased the stable to nine podcasts, uh, and it is ever growing. We've got a couple more planned for release within the coming weeks as cool. well which we're pretty excited about but yeah check out 8bit.net or search the hashtag 8 bitcollective on the socials to connect with nine very diverse very talented podcasting crews be sure to also check out the video content on youtube.com forward slash we are 8bit or find us as a collective on the social medias at we are 8bit or on email at hello at 8bit.net but um, yeah, you can find me as always everywhere at Brendan Eight Bit, um, Miss Allie Hart. Where can we find you? And anything else you wanna wanna say good day to before we bounce on out of here?
0: Well, you can find me everywhere, assassin and about at Miss Ally Hart. Um, I just also want to give us credit. It's been a few you know episodes now, and none of us have talked about Destiny. <laughs> um, I'm gonna probably warn you now that I finally found out that I did actually pay for that second dlc so i will be participating so get ready for destiny talk
1: strap in i actually might join you for a couple of hours that between next episode yeah yeah Jono, um my man thank you for filling in here and doing a better job than uh the other two of us here combined Um, (laughs) screw you and your professionalism but thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us here at the remote Hungry HQ. Um, Keep putting in that work, as some might say. We're loving what you're doing. Uh, Anything you want to say or plug again before we uh, move on out of here, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at
2: Jono himself and anywhere else on the socials as well. Putting in work comes out every Thursday, so check that out. Hit me with an iTunes review once you've given one to the Hungry Gamers because they always go a really long way to helping the show. And uh, yeah, just... Be kind, I guess. And thanks to you guys for being kind and for rescheduling this so you could fit me in. I really appreciate it,
1: mate. It's it's the least we can do. Ain't no you thing. Know. When when we can get such high caliber of person on the show, we will do it any time, it's or kind. day.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I said be kind, <laughs> but you're getting you're getting ridiculous now.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. On that note, eight bit nation.